Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sonny D. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. Also, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sonny D. All right, winter appears to finally fucking be here in Winnipeg. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of, a, I, in a way, it's a little bit of a nice intro to winter because it's it's kind of all those shitty components of a Winnipeg winter all in one. So, sudden onset snowstorm, heavy, wet snow, probably going to have to clean your driveway and walkway multiple times throughout this storm or snow downpour. Now... That's all, those are all the uh, the bad parts. The good thing is that's not too cold. I think it's still like zero or one degree outside. So it's not freezing outside. So I am looking forward to using that as part of my workout today. Uh, also, we know winter sports are a big thing to me. Uh, winter time, I love winter uh, for the most part. I mean, yes, it does suck and the weather sucks and the, uh, you know, and the cold, pardon me, suck. But you make the most of it. It's a time, you know to relax, a time to just be warm, be around people you love. Also, winter activities are great. I love hockey, grew up playing hockey. Um, skating's a big thing for me, and looking to build upon that from last year. Uh, as I said, you know, I always I always have these weird, um, ambitious athletic feats that I envision myself still feeling like I have the capability to try, and one of which is cross-ice downhill. I don't know if that's uh, ever going to happen again. Uh, but, uh, for those of you, uh, maybe not familiar with that Red Bull crashed ice, it's a mixture of, um, basically hockey speed skating and, uh, downhill skiing, um, all in one. Uh, and it was something I'd always envisioned and it was funny. I would tell people this. I'm like, I swear maybe somebody at Red Bull knew me growing up and overheard this idea. And, and I always used to come home and tell my mom, Hey mom, how cool would it be to actually race in your hockey gear, you know, and just, you know, a track and whatever. And I never envisioned it, you know, being a downhill component to it, but I kind of admit, uh, envisioned it kind of a cross track, you know, and maybe some jumps, some small hills and stuff. And I could see that sport maybe evolving maybe a little bit more towards that. Uh, it seems and would appear in that sport having a downhill skiing experience is incredibly valuable. And might actually be the most valuable asset um, in terms of previous athletic training. Uh, in that... Uh, just, you know, your responsiveness to hills, to the changing angles, all of that, knowing the lines to take, the paths to take uh, to victory seem to favor that kind of background. So it'd be interesting to see, or if they do kind of a, a less downhill focus, and yeah, maybe there are some small climbs, some small bumps and things like that, to see how now the skating component uh, would favor him being just a strong skater and strong presence on the ice. And again, knowing those lines to take, you know, Again, there's that component to it, so maybe a little less on the downhill in the future and something uh, a little more cross-ice, uh, cross-country style. That would be uh, very interesting, and of course, I mean, I say that selfishly because that would be my interest, and that's where I feel like I would be able to maybe still compete, um, but it's amazing the kind of injuries I find myself getting 
uh, now in my 30s that just maybe were present when you're younger and you just kind of shake them off or whatever. And I remember, yeah, you know, you, you tweak your wrist or something, you tweak your shoulder when you're younger and it fucking kills. And it's just now you get these kind of, I, I find myself getting these kind of weird, and I'm sure many of you understand these, these weird kind of pains that arrive out of nowhere and don't really prevent you from doing too much, but they're just kind of awkwardly there. And uh, so sometimes, you know, it's, it's something, it could be in your back, your knee, your ankle, your wrist, your shoulder, whatever it is. And they come and go and they're not like, you know, totally life challenging, but they're just kind of awkward, you know, piss offs, so to speak, uh, when it comes to just your body and, and weird aches you get. And of course I found too, um, part of it is some of them are from working out, right? And, and doing more sports and things like that. You just get those little tweaks because I mean, your body's older. Uh, you know, you're still, at least in my case, I'm still getting back into shape. A lot of these kind of things versus, you know, a younger kind of in their prime athlete or has been consistently performing in athletics, uh, for, you know, and haven't, hasn't taken extended breaks off. Maybe those are, there's those types of injuries that, you know, you just get now. Um, but the other side of it, um, is again, those kind of ones that just come with age and, uh, such as something I've been paying a little more attention to with myself and trying to be more consciously aware, trying to understand, you know, how to avoid these things. But I've also found that those ones have decreased or at least are nowhere near as severe, um, with of course me getting back into shape and I'm not trying to rah, 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 you know, getting back in, you know, getting back into shape is what everybody needs to do, but it's just, I do, there is a, a, a clear benefit to just increasing that physical activity level, doing that exercise, doing some strength training, that cardio, uh, just all of that. I feel better. Uh, and so many aspects of my life, my focus, and maybe I guess I am becoming a little raw, raw pro exercise, but I just find that, and I mean, it's funny because uh, someone very close to me, uh, they, uh, part of my poker family, Karen, uh, she uh, posted something about, you know, how she's, you know, on her own weight loss and health journey and how a big thing is, is like, look, I'm not part of any kind of strict diet regimen. I cut back and I work out to be healthier, to enjoy my life and to be able to eat the things I want to eat. And because that's something I talk about here a lot on the podcast is again, that idea of, you know, your motivation has to come from you because it's your motivation. It's, it's what is driving you uh, to make those changes um, to, again, your process to your routine, right? And as I said, all of these things that we do in life, to, in my opinion, boil down to two things, process and routine. You have to make it a routine. You have to, and then it's having good process, solid, uh, efficient, productive process uh, is really what it comes down to. And whatever that motivation is to get you to do those things, I mean, that that's what's going to get you to do it, right? You're not being moved towards it. And I remember when I was in university, that was a big uh, thing uh, when discussing organizational behavior, right? Motivating versus moving employees, right? If I dangle a prize in front of you and say, you can do this, here's your immediate prize, that's moving you. Right. And uh, a great example that they always gave academically, and it, it's a beautiful example of understanding motivation versus movement. 
And think of when you have a puppy or any kind of animal, but uh, predominantly, I always use the dog example. I, I had a dog that we raised uh, from the time she was a puppy uh, until she sadly passed away. Um, and, a, and a wonderful dog. I love my dog. I miss her all the time. She was truly fabulous. Uh, true one-of-a-kind dog. She was the runt of her litter, a purebred, uh, all-black German Shepherd. And just uh, the sweetest natured dog uh, you could ever imagine. And one of the things I always take pride uh, when I think about Tara, that uh, was my dog, um, was just how in love with her everybody that met her genuinely was. Just how her presence had that ability to brighten up strangers' days. You know, I'd we'd be at the dog park and random person would come up and be like, oh my God, is that Tara? And I'd be, yeah. And then they'd be like, oh, I work at, you know, this kennel and we looked at it last time you were out of town and she was such a great dog. Is it okay if I come over and say hi? And just, and how in loving as a dog she was and just being that presence in so many lives uh, was truly inspiring and uh, something of great pride to me and here I get I am getting all emotional and choked up over it but uh, I, I just I always look at that right we always talk about you know the fun times and the memories you have and for me it was just the the thing that really stuck out to me wasn't just like how she made me feel how loving she was towards me but just how everybody just genuinely loved her she was just such a loving gentle spirit yet protective made you feel safe and just wonderful spirit and uh she uh was really uh one of those beings that made the world a better place uh in her very short time with us and uh, it's funny because and that's something i take pride in and you know i related a lot to even when i think about my grandmother and i talk about the influence my grandmother had on me uh in the time she passed and running into people that uh, she hadn't seen or that i hadn't seen in a while uh, and saying, oh, and how are your gra- how's your grandparents? And having to explain to them, you know, my grandmother just passed. The general, that, that genuine sorrow and sadness as almost in, in a way their life had changed, right? Because of the positive impact she had had on them. And that was something I always took great pride in uh, with uh, my grandmother and just how wonderful a spirit she had in just truly trying to use her life uh, to make people's lives around her so much better. And strangers, you know, that was the thing, you know, she would come and volunteer a lot at school and, you know, it wasn't just to spend time with me. I would actually spend very little time with her because she was, you know, she had, you know, she'd be there for all the kids, right? And it was just, it was so amazing. And just even running into people that I've been, that I'd gone to elementary school with um, in subsequent years, uh, just even when I talk about them, just the fond memories they had of my grandmother and people that I never even didn't necessarily get along with either. Right. And just the positive memories they had. And that's something, a lesson I've taken very dear to myself and, uh, try to take pride in and do on a daily basis. Uh, and you know, we're not all perfect, but again, that was such a very important life lesson to me, but regardless uh, yes, we have these, uh, injuries and we get older now and, um, I don't even know how I got, oh yes, sorry, the motivation and movement, right? Uh, yes, the injuries and all, yeah, so I guess there I go rambling on about that. Uh, but yes, uh, motivation and movement and the example they give is a dog 
and they say you as the owner are motivated to get the dog peeing outside. You don't want the dog pissing in the house. You don't want them messing in the house. You want them knowing to come and get you to take them outside and they know that outside is where they do their business. It's you, pardon me, who is motivated. They're not. So what we do is we move them to do it. So we reward them, right? We give them treats. We give them praise. We give them affection. We give them love. All of these things to move them to get them to go outside. We're moving them to get outside because we're the ones that want them outside. They don't care. They need to pee. They'll pee. Like it's not a bit, you know, to them, that's part of life. No different than us. We just, I mean, we know to go to the bathroom and that's what we're trying to teach them. And it was probably, it was no different than when we were infants ourselves, right? Our parents potty training us, you know, teaching us how to use the toilet so that again, we weren't needing diapers and we had, you know, knew how to use the bathroom properly. Now, you know, as we get older and we train, and we t- train, we teach our kids um, these things. Again, we're the ones motivated, right? So it's understanding motivation versus movement and whatever that motivation is for you and whether it is to just look a certain way, right? And say, you know what? I just want to look my physical best. I want to feel a little better. I want to lose some weight. You know, sometimes we get, and there are quite, you know, a lot of disease and illness that are preventable and fully treatable by lifestyle changes, right? I am preaching, you know, from that exact position myself, Doctor told me, hey, Sonny, you lose 10% of your body weight. This issue here that you don't think isn't it, it goes away. It's done. See ya. That's all you have to do. And I was like, fuck, that's not that hard. And then in the process, I was like, wait, you know what? I don't want to just lose the weight. And that was a big thing for me. When they said you need to keep your weight and try and lose some weight, then it became a you have to lose weight. For me, it was all about that, right? Oh, okay, I'll walk around a little more. I'll try to eat a little less. I'll try to increase my activity. And then I quickly found, no, you know what? I need to do things. I need to eat better. I need to, and there's no excuse. I know how to cook. I know how to cook delicious food, healthy food. So there's no excuse for that. There was never an excuse for that. Grew up, growing up, I was always a very active athletic kid. So there's no excuse for the activity component, right? So, but I said, I want to not just lose the weight. I want to... Um, just get, you know, I want to get in better shape. And I kept telling just that. And, uh, we had infamously earlier this year had a, uh, had a weight loss, uh, challenge, uh, before a trip we had taken. And I said, I don't, I'm not all just about losing the number here. I want to truly put myself in a position to train, to get better, to be in better shape, to be in overall better health. And I'm very happy that that was the approach I took, especially getting started in the heart of winter. Uh, That was very important. Uh, But nonetheless, very, um, but it it instills a good habit, right? Because I, I, I was telling my mother this, that the hard part about when you start going to the gym during one of the nicer seasons is you only have the shittier seasons to come. If you start in the shittier seasons, then you're already accustomed to building that that routine in the bad months. Now it's easier to go in the good months, right? So, or you hope you can hope. And uh, so that's kind of was my thing. So yes, uh, and I always kind of set these ridiculous now athletic uh, things like getting back, you know, wanting to play goalie again, getting goalie gear. Um, as as Jess and I both discussed, actually, I, it was a decision I made. And that was when do I have the time to really put into um, really getting into any kind of ability to truly go to goaltend as well, not get hurt, 
not embarrass myself, get in shape, get in true goalie shape, all of that. And, and, and it's funny enough, I'll talk, you know, I'll do another episode talking about goalie shape and, and what it was like to be a goalie. Uh, and, uh, you know, cause that's something I do, I would want to give back to you. And that, that's a big thing, right? So whilst getting in, in, it's just not a priority right now. And it's something, as I told Jess, you know, it's something just nice to be able to do, especially as we look to have maybe more kids, uh, you know, be able to do that. If they want to play hockey, right. And they need a goalie, they want to shoot, you know, dad can step up to the plate and do that for them. So just those little things. Uh, to be able to do there for them and uh, and part of that is and, and a big motivation is that for my family right is to be in good shape being health so I can take care of members of my family so I can be there for them and be at my best uh, that's very important uh, but nonetheless um, sorry again I keep getting uh, sidetracked in this episode I do apologize but that's kind of the beauty of having your own podcast right you kind of get to you just get to talk and share uh, knowledge and wisdom but yes so goaltending uh, the big thing there, uh, yeah, so it's just, you know, slowly ease my way back into that as a bigger thing. But the skating and the skate training, that's something a little more easier. You, you know, the equipment's much faster to put on. Uh, it's it's just, you know, I, I can be more productive uh, with that time. Uh, you know, I can just put on my skates, take a helmet, go to the duck pond even, uh, the park nearby, put get in those uh, laps there. So it's just... In terms of being efficient with my time, productive with my time, that's where it's at. So, of course, even last year I talked about this. I mentioned it on the podcast how cross-ice downhill was so important. Uh, and I just thought it would be the greatest thing. And, yeah, I mean, if they made some changes or expansion to the sport, you know, that could be uh, something, again, there uh, where I would definitely uh, want to try and compete and uh, show that, you know what, this old guy's still got it. And it's funny, too, because... Maybe it's our body's way of telling us, like, we're not that fucking old by just getting in shape, you know? And I think you're seeing that even in athletics, you know, these older, these quote-unquote older athletes that are sticking around and performing at high levels, the way we approach fitness and health and training and being in shape, I think, is what has evolved as well. Our understanding of nutrition, these things have all played um, big um, big parts, I think in uh, our development and, and getting more out of ourselves and out of our bodies, right? So it's, it's a way of saying, yeah, you're not in your 20s anymore, but also me being like, hey, you know what? I'm not, you know, some dinosaur here. I still got some some compete left in me, uh, part of the, uh, you know, why I signed up for winter ball hockey. So all of these things, right? They play a, a role and a factor, if you would, in uh, just shaping who you are. Now, with that being said, um, you know, do I, do I expect to be, you know, is that something a full-time gig? I mean, I'd have to be at the top, you know, really shocking myself to be doing that as a, as a full-time gig, right? Cross ice downhill. So no, that, that, that's not big thing and, and whatever, but you know, just getting that skating shape again, being able to do that, play recreationally and not be gassed, uh, you know, 10 seconds into every shift, all those kind of things, right. And be able to do that again with kids, right. Being able to take uh, little foot and subsequent little siblings uh, out to the rink, out to skate, you know, putting in that practice time. Because as I've said too, um, part of that getting better at any sport is is that time spent away from, you know, pr from formal practice, from the games. It's that other preparation, right? And, I, and those are good habits I want to instill 
uh, and my children is just that work you have to be putting in all the time to getting better uh, and, and improving and honing your craft. It's no different than cooking, right? If you don't cook in a long time, it, well, I mean, that's a, that's a tough one too. But nonetheless, if you're developing, right? If you're a learning cook, uh, then at the, you, you need to be working at it kind of consistently, right? Trying to make food, um, you know, trying to do certain techniques, master certain techniques. It's the same thing. It's no different than skincare, right? As I talk about, it's just about building a routine. It's not about spending a ton of money and all of that. It's about the habit, the routine, implementing that, you know, so it's, uh, it, it, it's instilling that in my kids being able to say, you know, you know, show them by example, you know, not just preaching, but you know, Hey, daddy's up early doing this, right. Working on his, you know, his income streams, you know, this is, you know, then being able to go take them to school, you know, doing the work around the home, all of these things, you know, they'll see, they see that in their mother, all of that. And I mean, just a phenomenally hardworking uh, girl, uh, very inspiring, very motivating how hardworking she is uh, and, and what she's able to do and how she's able to manage her time. And I think that's brought back a sense of that to me and responsibility to me. She's been a great influence in my life uh, in, in those aspects of just organizing, uh, you know, understand, you know, reinstilling that in me, so to speak. So Thank you, Jess. Uh, you know, I, I do appreciate that and uh, love you for it. But yes, instilling those habits in your kids, right? So that they see, okay, yes. And if they want to go skating, hey, you know, mom and dad can come with us and skate and practice and help us get better. You know, it's being able to give back, you know, not take for granted and not just be so self, you know, self-indulgent, um, but being able to give back. So that that that's for me kind of where I see the whole kind of exercise process um, and just, you know, building it into my routines and habits. And I find too, just it, it, it forces productivity, you know, and it kind of goes back to that argument about, you know, why I feel post-secondary education is so important, right? Force that idea of responsibility, taking in information, managing your time, all of these things, it helps jumpstart those really good habits, that good process um, and those good routines. No different here. Uh, for me. And as I've said, it's it just, it's, it's helped so much. Uh, you know, you know how long you're going to spend at the gym, right? You know that. And if you want to spend more time at the gym, then where are you going to find that time? Where's that time being taken away? You know, your work needs to get done, getting your work done, you know, being dedicated there and then, okay, well, look, work took up X amount of my time today. So, you know, managing the rest of that time efficiently. So things like that. Uh, as I, uh, as I post on Instagram over the weekend, doing a lot of meal prep for the next couple of weeks, uh, just, uh, you know, again, so that the family's fed all of that. Um, and so that I don't necessarily have to worry about it, right? It's easy to just pop something, put it in the oven. Uh, so those kind of ideas, those concepts, um, again, uh, very important, I feel. And just as we try to get the most out of our time, uh, it's that one kind of thing we just can't buy it back, right? So we try to get as much of our available time as possible and being productive and efficient with it. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, so I guess uh, one thing there from this episode has, uh, yeah, just, I mean, goaltending isn't uh, going to be that big of a focus. Uh, it's just a big commitment uh, to get to truly at that level in such a short term time period. 
is a little extreme. And, and of course, I could change my mind next week. I'm human. Uh, it happens. Uh, but yes, uh, and again, doing a reorganizing of my house right now. A lot I've been donating um, because, I mean, we just, there was so much stuff. So just a reorganizing, uh, it has been, uh, and it's, it's therapeutic in a way, right? Because sometimes we just need to, part of the moving forward process is letting go of the past. And uh, that's been very big. Kind of, and I'm happy now that even though it's snowing out and winter appears to be here, i uh, gotten kind of as much of the uh, exterior uh, redecorating and stuff done for the season as I had kind of wanted to. So that was uh, very, very important to me, and I'm happy that that got done. So nonetheless, uh, we will uh, probably leave it there, I think, for this episode. Uh, I was actually going to talk about hockey. There was a lot to talk about regarding hockey. So that'll probably be the next episode uh, I'll do. I uh, just got a little sidetracked here today. But anyway, I uh, hope this has been a great uh, episode. Uh, maybe you've been listening to it on a commute somewhere. Uh, it's middle day. You know, we're kind of at the middle of the day here. So give you a little bit of an energy boost. Uh, hopefully done something positive for you. Uh, nonetheless, love doing the podcast for all of you. Uh, and I thank you all again for the continued and growing support here on the Seems Legit podcast. Really, uh, it's humbling, greatly appreciated, and uh, so much love to all of you. So thank you. Uh, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sunny D. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Take care and bye bye for now. <laughs>